Well, good morning. It's great to see everybody here, each, each of you. Really appreciate you coming out this morning. And um, today, in, in, a, in a way I'm kind of coming full circle, as I, as I was thinking about when I first got here, one of the first series that, that we went through was on the Lord's Prayer. I don't know if you recall that, but we spent four weeks going through the Lord's Prayer. It was in uh, January of t- uh, 2021. And, uh, you know, for, for me, it was, a, it was a great study. I, I really enjoyed it. Well, we're, we're going to be talking about the Lord's Prayer again. Uh, being in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, it's, it's there, so we, we can't skip over it just because we covered it a couple of years ago. But we're only going to spend one week on it uh, this time. Now I'm reminded of a story I heard. There was a, a Sunday school teacher who wanted to uh, have her Sunday school class memorize this this Lord's Prayer, and so you know she spent several weeks uh, working really hard. The kids worked hard, took it home, had their parents help them, and when it was the day to to recite it. They did it in front of the, the church, and this, this one little boy got up. He said, Our Father, who art in heaven, how did you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> this is an important prayer. This is, this is a very instructional model prayer that our, that our Lord gave us. And if you'll notice uh, behind me, it says uh, the disciples' prayer. You know, this, this is the prayer that our Lord gave us as disciples to pray. So, that, you know, this, this wasn't a, pray, a prayer that the Lord was, was praying. This was the prayer that, that he gave us. And uh, there's a guy named uh, Rob, Robert Benson who wrote a book called Constant Prayer or In Constant Prayer. He says, I'm increasingly convinced that if the church is to live and actually be alive, one of the reasons, maybe the most important and maybe the only reason will be because we've taken up our place in the line of the generations of the faithful who came before us. It will be because we pray the prayer that Christ himself prayed when he walked among us and now longs to pray through us. It will be because we choose no longer to be among the ones who silence the prayer that Christ through his body prays to the Father. It will be because we make sure that the wave of prayer that sustained the church for all time does not stop when it is our turn to say it each day. It will be because we answer the ancient call to pray without ceasing. When the, uh, when the apostles, early on in, in uh, the book of Acts, chapter 6, verse 14, they, they made this declaration, we will devote ourselves to the ministry of the word and, and to prayer. We just sang about being close to the Lord, close to thee. You know, walking close to the Lord depends really, you know, I think the, the foundation, the, the two pillars of, of being close to the Lord are, are prayer and, and the word. I've got another uh, quote from a guy named John J. Bambaro. Uh, the, the title of it is uh, Plagiarize, pray, excuse me, Plagiarizing the Lord's Prayer. And he says that uh, we are usually at a loss regarding what to say on behalf of another person or alternatively to God himself regarding the fulfillment of his purposes in the world. 
The Lord's Prayer frees us from the tyranny of spiritual creativity and allows us to rest in the confidence of something certain and true. Instead of fabricating some snap, something snappy to garner God's attention, Jesus would have us lose all such originality and simply plagiarize at the invitation of the Lord himself. I kind of like that. Anyway, in, in today's passage, uh, Jesus prefaces this prayer with, with how not to pray. And, and last week we, we talked about how Jesus said, you know, we, we don't do things for show. We don't get up and pray to be seen and, and admired by people. We don't, we don't get up and pray so that we look good to, to others. We don't, we don't give for the recognition that, that we might receive from others. We don't, we don't fast for that reason either. And, and Jesus brings up the, uh, the Pharisees when he, when he talks about this. You know, you, you could imagine if uh, in, in Jesus' day, if the, if the people had T-shirts and, and silk screening, you know, the, the Pharisees would probably have shirts that say prayer warrior on them. No, our, our prayer is communication with, with the Lord. It's through our prayer and, and the word that we are close in, in communion with our Lord. You know, it's, all, it's all about relationship. So Jesus gives us this model prayer. Uh, he's given us it in order to, to guide us in our prayer to guide us in, into being people who, who desire him, who desire to uh, follow the great commandment, to, to love him with our whole being, and to love each other. Turn with me uh, in your Bibles to uh, Matthew 5, 7, 15, and we'll, we'll read this together. Matthew 5, 7 through 15. Matthew 6. John's on top of things here. I appreciate you, John. It's good to have somebody watching out for me, you know. Matthew 6, 7 through 15. <laughs> and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father who knows what you need before you, he knows your need before you ask him. Excuse me. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And so as we, as we go through the Sermon on, on the Mount, we keep, we keep seeing over and over again that God cares about our heart. He cares about our, our motives. You know, how do, why do we pray? How do we pray? You know, do we, do we pray to advance some, some personal agenda? Is our public prayer a, a performance? You know, maybe... Maybe we can all slip into this, uh, this way of, of wrong thinking about prayer. 
But Jesus helps us out. He gives us his prayer to, to learn from. He gives us his prayer as a model. In, in Luke 11, remember, one of, the, one of the disciples asked him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. Teach us to pray, you know, and that needs to be the prayer of our heart. You know, it's a, it's a good thing to desire that the Lord would teach us to pray because, um, you know, as Paul points out, we we don't know how to pray as we ought, and he was including himself in that. You know, the, the great apostle Paul is saying, you know what, guys, I my prayer is deficient. That's why I need the Holy Spirit to intercede on, on my behalf. That's why I need to learn from the Lord himself how to pray. We're all in uh, Christ's school of prayer together. It's, it's good to have that, that hunger to, to learn, that hunger for him. You know, we need to keep coming back to this fact. We, we need God. We can't do this on our own. Uh, we, we don't know how to pray as we ought. We need the spirit of God working in us, working in our hearts, in, in all things, in, including prayer. And... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't believe it was Jesus' uh, point to have us memorize this prayer and, and to recite it. Uh, a lot Throughout the history of the church, it's been done a lot where uh, that's just part of the, uh, the normal worship. Uh, we, we have a friend in Arkansas who goes to a church where every, every Sunday the, the congregation recites the Lord's Prayer. In fact, every time they get together for any reason, they, they recite the Lord's Prayer. Um, I don't know that that's what Jesus really had in mind. He, was, he, he didn't say repeat this prayer. He didn't say memorize this prayer. What did he say? He said, pray like this. Pray in this manner. He, he, he had just said, you know, don't, uh, don't heap up empty phrases like, like the Gentiles do. And I, I think we run the risk of heaping up empty phrases if we just uh, say things by, by rote. It's not necessarily bad. I've, I've, I've had congregations read with me the, the Lord's Prayer, and I, I think it's great. We just need to watch that. Pray like this. Uh, Daniel Henderson of, of the Acts 6-4 network, you know, he, he, he started an organization based on that, that one verse, Acts 6-4, we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. Uh, he's observed a couple patterns in the, the Lord's Prayer, which he teaches. He's, he's got a book, a very good book out. It's called uh, Transforming Prayer. And he said the, the simplest pattern that, that can be identified in the Lord's Prayer is in two parts. He is worthy. We are needy. He's worthy. We are We are needy. You know, the, 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 that first movement, he is worthy. That's, that's a movement of, of worship. You know, hallowed be your name. Your, your kingdom come. It's, it's directed Godward. You know, it recognizes and it emphasizes the, the glory of God. You know, we give God what he is due, which is, is praise, before we ask him to give to us. And the second movement addresses then our, our needs. That's the, the we are needy part. God, 
abundantly. He, he, he delights in, in providing our needs abundantly. He, he bids us come and, and lay our requests down at, at his feet to cast our anxieties on him because he cares for us. You know, we ask him for provision. We ask him for his help. We, can, we confess our sin and ask for forgiveness. We, we pray about our relationships. We, we seek his righteousness and uh, we seek for him to give us the, the right attitude, the attitude of grace and, and forgiveness. We ask him to supply all our, our spiritual needs in order to live the Christian life, to walk close with him in a matter which is pleasing to him. You know, we, we ask him for spiritual protection. So we, we have a lot to ask him for. But the emphasis in, in the order in which Jesus gives us this is on worship. We start out with, with worship. The, uh, the second pattern, it's a, it's a four-part pattern, which kind of expands this, this out. And, uh, you know, it works best if we, when we pray, we pray with, with an open Bible in, in front of us. You know, it's good to use a passage of Scripture as our guide when, when we do this. You know, let God set the agenda for, for our prayer. And uh, I, I especially like to pray the Psalms. You know, the, the Psalms were the, uh, the Hebrews' prayer book, as, as well as, as their uh, song book. You know, the Psalms are, are typically prayers to the Lord, which the, the Holy Spirit inspired to give us an example. You know, Jesus gave us this, this Lord's Prayer, Disciples' Prayer, but he, also, he himself gave us examples of how to pray. And uh, throughout the Bible... Uh, we we have lots of good examples, especially in the Psalms. So, uh, one author refers to the Psalms as a, a, a spiritual gymnasium or a prayer gymnasium. Anyway, the, in this four part, the, it, it's four R's, and, and you, you should have the. Uh, I think I listed these on your on your uh, note page, but the first part is reverence. You know, this this part acknowledges the uh, the praiseworthiness of God. The, the attributes of, of him which, uh, which draw out our, our praise and, and our worship. You know, it focuses on the things that, that apply to, uh, that, 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 that allow us to uh, apply our praise to daily life. Uh, the next is response. This is, this is really our heart's response to God's praiseworthiness. Uh, these responses uh, frequently call for our, our confession. Uh, the third is request, and this this concerns our needs, you know, as, as well as the needs of, of others. You know, this is seen in the model prayer as uh, our, our daily bread. You know, something that we need to keep going back for each each day. And the fourth part is readiness, and this concerns what we will do. How we'll take God's work with us and, and apply it to our, our lives as we as we walk in the, uh, with the Lord. And uh, Henderson said, says this can be thought of uh, upward, downward, inward, outward. 
upward, downward, inward, outward. And we can, we can apply the same pattern as we pray through the Lord's Prayer or, or through other scriptures. We can use this, this pattern in our, our private prayer time. We can also use it together as, as a group in our, our public prayer. And I found this, this pattern that, that, he, that Henderson draws out to be useful. It's kind of a, kind of a learning tool and a, and a guide as I have learned and as I continue to learn how to pray. So let's, uh, let's look at each of these four a little more closely. Uh, first, the, uh, the upward movement, reverence. You know, in, in the, uh, the prayer pattern that Jesus gave to his disciples, you know, he instructs us to have God as our, our starting point. You know, we, be, we begin with a, a focus on him, a focus on worship. Our, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And uh, you know, we call this, this upward movement the, the reverence uh, movement. He, Henderson uh, has, a, has a background in leading, leading music, so he calls these strokes. You know, and he, <laughs> when, when I, I've seen videos of him when, he, when he's talking about this, and he, he looks like he's, he's leading movement upward, downward, inward, outward. But this is the principle of worship-based rather than needs-based prayer. You know, it begins by acknowledging the character of God as, as we take time to dwell on him and, and focusing our, our entire being on, on the wonders of, of who he is. You know, ultimately, uh, prayer is the, the rightful response to the character of God. And, uh, you know, this, this naturally should lead to thanksgiving and, and praise and, and Henderson says, as we, as we get to know who God is, we will naturally respond to him. And this response is called prayer. So in this, in this first part, reverence, um, you know, our, our, we should focus our prayer on praising God for his attributes and his character, offering thanks for what he has done. And, and at this point, not asking for anything. That comes later. Just worshiping. And then the second response is, or the second movement is response. It's, it's the downward stroke. And Jesus taught this second element when he said, your kingdom come, your, your will be done on, on earth as, as it is in heaven. So this, res, this is a response to God's character as we consider his will from his word. Uh, for the sake of, of his purposes on earth. You know, it, it involves yielding to the, uh, the Holy Spirit in our lives as, you know, as I respond to his invitations to be fruitful and, and obedient. You know, it calls for maybe an inward look, maybe some introspection and, and surrender. You know, it's a, it's a time of... Uh, pledging obedience to to his will and and to his word, you know, desiring his will to be accomplished in in our lives and in in, in the world around us. So the uh, the focus here is uh, a worshipful response to who God is, acknowledging and surrendering to his will, and then listening and allowing God's spirit to speak and then obeying. It's a response. 
Now the third stroke or movement is uh, inward. It's, that's request. You know, now that we've rightfully worshipped God as our, our Lord and our Savior, our God, uh, whom we've wholly surrendered to, you know, we can now boldly bring our requests to him, knowing that we're asking in his name and according to his will. So in this prayer, this is given by uh, what Jesus says in uh, 6 through 12, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. So this involves a period of, of heartfelt requests, uh, you know, mo- mostly in, with the theme of uh, resources and relationships. You know, of course, Jesus said that uh, God knows our, our needs before we even bring them to him. He says that in uh, Matthew 6, 8. Yeah, so this isn't, this isn't uh, so much informing God about what our needs are as much as it is a, uh, a conscious expression of trust in him as the, uh, the perfect divine... Uh, uh, definer and provider of our, of our needs. You know, it involves prayers about uh, personal requests, requests about others. You know, the focus also includes uh, corporate concerns, you know, prayer about our church, prayer about our community, prayer about our, our country, uh, issues, uh, broader issues, you know, that, that involve the body of Christ, for instance. And, uh, you know, we, we recognize through this that, as it says in Philippians 4.19, God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So this is offering a request in accordance with God's will and uh, passionate petitions of personal needs. You know, it's one word that's often applied to prayer is the word earnest. You know, we should, we should pray earnestly, knowing that we're not just heaping up empty words. We're not just going through the motions, but we are making requests of, of the living God, the one who created us, the one who saved us. Well, finally, there's a outward. The outward stroke is, is readiness. And that's represented in uh, verse 13. You know, lead us not into temptation, but... Uh, deliver us from from the evil one. So you know this 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 movement reminds us that we are in a spiritual battle, and uh, you know it reassures us of the the spiritual resource that we have through the the Holy Spirit, who God has given us. You know when we pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You know, we, we recognize our own inability to, to do this ourselves, you know, to withstand the temptation and, and the attacks of, of daily life. You know, we entrust our welfare to him, the one who cares for us, the, uh, our, our deliverer, you know, through, the, through his power, through his presence. We, we pledge ourselves to walk in obedience and victory as, as the fruit of our praying.
So this involves putting on the armor of God, the full armor of God that Paul talks about in Ephesians, uh, claiming God's promises for, for battle, uh, knowing that, that he will answer, and uh, focusing on his, his glory above all else. So that's kind of a, kind of a recap of what uh, Henderson talks about in that book, Transforming Prayer. Now, the last part I want to talk about is uh, this, this last verse. You know, after Jesus gives us this, this model prayer, he zeroes in on something. It's like, I, you know, I, I gave you this prayer, but I want to talk just a little bit about this, this one point. Why? Because it's important. <laughs> it's important. He says in, in verse 14, for if you forgive others of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. You know, he had just had that one statement in that prayer, forgive us as we forgive others, right? Forgive us our debts as we forgive the, the, our debtors. And um, you know what I'd like to consider in the in this last verse is is how we consider others when we pray are we people full of grace and and forgiveness in our prayers i've you know i i hear frequently prayers that um are not full of grace toward towards other people you know, do we do we judge others? Do we do we criticize them in our, our prayers as we supposedly intercede for them? Um, I, I've heard some very harsh and, and unforgiving prayers, uh, and you know we can all be very hypocritical. You know, even even before God in, in prayer, you know, we we need to watch it. We need to be aware that we have this tendency. You know, we, we all do. We have this, this tendency to find fault in, in other people's and a hard time finding fault with our own selves. If we're going to bring faults to God, we should be bringing our own faults to, to him, not, not the faults of other people. And this calls for a lot of humility. Uh, Jesus calls for us to be confessors, not accusers. Confessors, not accusers. Our, our prayers must never be used as weapons against other people. Uh, there's an article in Christianity Today by uh, Jill Briscoe who says, when we pray for ourselves, our petitions usually center around what we think we need or what we think so-and-so needs. God sees our need. He sees needs in our lives that are far more urgent than those we have written on our heavenly supermarket list and daily present to our need maker or need meter in the sky. She says our need for changed attitudes and a new acceptance of someone we have been rejecting, our need to be... Or, yeah, our, our need to be cut down to size, those are not things we pray for too readily. On the other hand, we do find we pray th- these things pretty easily for other people. 
Jesus illustrates this, this point in Luke chapter 18, 9 through 14. Luke 18, 9 through 14. He, he, he told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So if we confess our sins as he calls us to do, he'll forgive us. We, we need to be like our father. We need to, we need to be his uh, imitators. We need to be able to say like father, like son here in this, in this area. He's a very, he's very forgiving. He's very forgiving towards us. We need to be forgiving towards others. You know, it's, it's not up to us to accuse others before God or, or each other for that matter. Uh, and what Jesus says is, how is it that we expect God to forgive us if, if we're unable to forgive others? You know, we need to, we need to leave judgment to God. Uh, we're not qualified for that. So let me, let me wrap this up here. Um, you know, our, our Father, notice that word, our. Give us this day our daily bread. This is... This is much more than a, a personal private prayer. This is, this is for us to pray together. Uh, this, this needs to be central in, in the life of, of the church. What is our purpose as a church here? It's to glorify God. Simple. To glorify God. That's, that's what our church's constitution says. Our purpose is to glorify God. Let's glorify God together through our praying together. Let's, let's together focus on worship. That's why we have a worship service, right? Let me read a few verses from Psalm 63. And I, I pray that we have this heart. Psalm 63 begins... O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I've looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you, so I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. I love that. So Jesus has given us an example in, in this model prayer. He says, pray like this, pray like this. Let's pray. 
Lord God, we, we do worship you. We, we praise you for, for who you are. You are our creator, our savior. You're the, you're the one who gives us breath. Uh, Lord, you are, you are holy. There, there is no other like you. You alone, Lord, are, are worthy of our, our worship. I just pray, Lord, that you teach us to pray. Uh, let our let our prayer life never be uh, dull and, and lifeless and, and rote. Uh, but Lord, let our let our prayers flow from a, a close walk with you. Uh, let our let our prayers reflect your commandments, Lord, to to love you, uh, to to love each other as as you've loved us. And, and Lord, we, we acknowledge our dependence on you uh, and, and we seek your, your providence. Lord, we, see, we seek your provision in our, our lives in every area. So Lord, take us and use us for your glory. For Christ's sake, amen.